boys, howdy. You're listening to the JRB Nerdcast on the JRB Studios Podcast Network. Today's episode is brought to you by The Rogue's Den. The Rogue's Den, games for all gamers. Check them out at 2122 Highway 7 North in Harrison, Arkansas, or on Facebook at The Rogue's Den. Now, without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode of The Nerdcast. Alright, boys, howdy. Welcome back to another episode of the Nerdcast. We are in studio today, not in the satellite studio like we have been forever, it seems like. Um, But we're back in the real studio, which is just my office at home. But today, we are going to be talking about Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars. That's right. And with me... Uh, joining me for the like millionth time on on the podcast because he's every the, time we talk about Star Wars, <laughs> he's the only person uh, in our friend group that really is not ever super busy. So well, that's not true. I just love Star Wars so much that I'll make time for it. So what we're talking about today? Well, Nick, Nick's the one joining me. So I guess I yeah, should say your yeah, name. Yeah, it's me. It's pretty evident, I would say. Hey but guys, it's uh, me. But Nick is here. And we're going to talk about The Mandalorian uh, because episode six dropped yesterday. We're recording this December 14th. Uh, So what is it? Six days till five days. days. Technically six till like release Release day, day, but we can see it the 19th. So uh, so five days until we see Rise of Skywalker. Um, So we may bring up a little bit of Rise of Skywalker talk towards the end of this episode or maybe in the next episode because the next one we're doing is also going to be star wars content we're doing two nerdcast episodes today so correct stay tuned but that's um, what we do when i'm here we talk about star wars that's pretty true matt's the one i go to to talk about the bible nick i talk about star wars and i have to find other people to talk sports with because oh matthew will talk sports with you (laughs) that's fair all right so today we're talking about mandalorian we got three things we're going to talk about if you have not seen episode six Pause this, go watch episode six, and then come back. Correct. Like This isn't going to be like a spoiler of episode six. We're not going to break down episode six for you, but uh, we probably will mention something in episode six at some point uh, today. So do yourself a favor and watch it. For sure. Um, you definitely want to... I mean, we should say this at the beginning of every episode with anything we talk about. It's like if you haven't seen it yet... Pause and go watch and come back. Possible spoilers. Yeah, because... Unintentional um, spoiler warning. Me and Nick have both seen episode six twice now, uh, and so we're going to talk it about... three times. Okay, Nick's seen it three times. Two I've of them were on the phone, though, so they don't really count. Yeah, so technically you've only seen it once. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, realistically. Um, but we're going to talk about uh, three topics about not just episode six, but the show in general. So I guess we'll just dive right into it and... Um, Nick, through six episodes, what has the Mandalorian, has it met, has it exceeded, or has it kind of, um, failed to meet your expectations? Uh, well, I think meeting my expectations, episode six finally met my expectation for it, but that isn't to say that I haven't loved it before that. I think as a show, it exceeded my expectations and then hit what I was expecting to happen in episode six um so i think that's the best way to say it is the the show has been phenomenal and i have loved it and it's it's something that 
usually I wake up early uh, before I, I wake up early before work on Friday so that I can watch it before I get ready for work because I love it so much. But I, I also think that like like all of Star Wars, it, it will have its flaws, but we haven't seen too many of them yet. Yeah, I agree. It it's it's really like uh, it's not as gritty as I thought it was going to be, which we mentioned when we recorded with Matt a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it's you know it it is gr- it's more gritty than Star Wars has been in the past, but it's not as gritty as we thought it was going to be. Well, we were kind of expecting like Rogue One level grit, yeah. and it was kind of like Rogue Zero. <laughs> it's like like there are moments of like you know of very intense that's not a real thing and, by the and, way i just made that joke <laughs> there are moments in the show where it's like okay this is what we all thought it was going to be but then it's also very lighthearted, and there's funny moments and there's seri- yeah, there's you know. there's tons of comedy in it which i i think is great because i mean that that's what star wars has always kind of been about is balancing the fact that we're in this like terrible civil war mm-hmm. <laughs> by making jokes cracking jokes at each other all the time it's still getting the job done, but making fun of each other along the way. Yeah, I think I think for me, um, I kind of err on the side with you where it's like it hasn't met my expectation for the show, but that's not to say it hasn't been good and hasn't been phenomenal. It, right. Right now, it's my favorite piece of Star Wars content available. Um, Correct. We'll see next week if that changes. It probably right. will. Just right. It. The it, newness of it will make yeah, Rise of Skywalker feel yeah. like it, even if it isn't, it will make it feel like it is for a while. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say was like, you know, Rise of Skywalker, it may not be the best movie or show. It may not be the best thing in the series, but at least for next for the next month and a half, two months, it's going to feel like it's the right. best thing well, in the world. Well, being so, it's new, so new and then being the culmination of the past 42 years, yeah, it'll just, it'll feel, it'll feel great even if it's not for a bit. Right. Um, and then after a while, if it isn't great, which I hope it is, and I I think it will be, um, but if it isn't, I mean, it'll still feel like it for, I'd say, at least a month. And then after that point in time, we'd be like, okay, back to Mandalorian. <laughs> right. Um, so Just, for me, it, you know, like kind of like you said, episode six finally met that expectation, which, if you, again, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's so good. Uh, it's very, like anxiety high anxiety um yeah so it's very tense the whole episode i was like on the edge of my seat like what is what is happening right so when we say it met our expectation we don't necessarily mean like in how good it was now it was fantastic and it did meet our expectation in how good it was we just we simply mean like when we saw the show uh when we when we saw it like announced we saw the trailers this is the like this episode is the show we were expecting right in that like it feels like a bounty hunter show i think is the best way as he's breaking his microphone (laughs) don't mind me (laughs) he's he's not actually breaking it but he's messing with it and it's probably making tons of noise yeah my bad but uh that that this is what we expected from it so like when we saw first saw the trailer when we saw the first footage from it we expected what episode six is right now all the the first five episodes have been phenomenal as well the only like even slightly less good episode was five 
Yeah. And it was still great. <laughs> yeah. See, that's what me and uh, me and Matt, I, I talked to Matt on the phone the other day and um, he told me he's like, hey, cause he waited to watch episode five because he's got a newborn and he works. And so, it, you know, it's hard for him to get time to do it. But he waited till like, you know, Thursday this week to watch episode five, which came out last week. And I talked to him uh, Friday and he was like, well, I just watched episode five and I didn't enjoy it, but it was still good. It was like, it was slow and it was kind of like, it was hard to get into. It felt like part one of an episode. Yeah. It just, it was really slow. And by the time the action picked up, the episode was over. Right. And so it just like it to me, that's my least favorite episode of the season to this point. Right, um, and I'm the same way. But, but it's still good. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say is I also trust Dave Filoni with anything Star Wars. Yeah. So the fact that it, it felt like a part one to an episode does make me feel like on Dave Filoni's next episode, it's going to expound on that. Yeah. And then it, it doesn't, I mean, it never has to line up chronologically, mm-hmm. especially when you switch directors like this, like you do in a TV show. They're, they're able to follow their own stories randomly kind of placed. Right. And so it makes it feel like it's all one big story, which I think is really cool because it's yeah. like one big story of the Mandalorian with a bunch of little side stories going on. For sure. With all of these new characters that we're seeing. For sure. So uh, with that being said, uh, with our expectations up to this point, what has been your favorite episode through the six? My guy. I would be lying if I didn't say episode six. <laughs> it's really, really good. Again, go watch it if you haven't. I cannot get enough. It's so good. Um, like I said a minute ago, it is the entire episode, just like not just the situations, but I said this a minute ago when me and Nick were watching the episode was if you took the screen and just made it black and just listened to the music in it your anxiety level would go up just from the music. Well, like, that's how I'll, good I'll it explain is. it this way on like how anxiety driven this episode is about halfway through the episode. Joshua literally leaned forward and was sitting on the edge of his seat. <laughs> I don't even think he realized it. This was the second time he had seen the episode. He knew what was going to happen. Yeah. And yet he still is so anxious watching it that yeah. he's leaned forward, sitting on the edge of his seat, like, bouncing his legs trying to not like scream and i did the same thing last night me and Brittany watched it last night and nick sat in the exact same spot today that Brittany sat in and me and Brittany were both on the edge of our like Brittany was on the edge of the couch i was on the edge of my recliner tapping my knee like you know hands on my knees tapping my foot watching the episode and watching it a second time today same thing you know on the edge of my seat thinking what the heck i knew what was going to happen i knew every single thing that was going to happen because i'd seen the episode but it was still like the right. music the the visuals the cinematography of it, it it was just like i mean the entire thing it made my anxiety level rise i mean the way that like the way that i want to actually describe it is this is what i want all star wars to be <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean like yeah. like this is the it gave me the same feeling uh as when in rogue one at the very end when vader ignites his saber yes it gave me that same feeling the first time i watched it and and part of that is because visually it looks very similar but then a lot of it is also just that like oh no what's gonna happen like oh i mean we know the ending of that obviously from row one but it's the same kind of feeling where you're like does he murder all of them what happens and it's just that stress that comes with it Mm -hmm. and for most of rogue one had that kind of feeling in it but 
what yeah rogue one was very high anxiety man it was just so good it it was like yeah and I, I told you this while we were watching it. It's not my favorite episode. I'll go ahead and say my favorite. My favorite episode was, was it three? Sanctu- Sanctuary was three, right? Three, yeah. Sanctuary was my favorite episode where he saves the village and meets the widow in Kira Dune. Or, is it three or four? Uh, it's three. It's, it's three. three. Yeah. That's my favorite episode. So episode six, just ba- like, and I said this to Nick while we were watching, rewatching earlier, just based off of pure content and what you would think the show would be about, episode six is the golden standard. Episode right. six is the best episode of the show, hands down. My favorite, though, because I love character development so much, was Sanctuary. Because you right. watch, like, beginning to end of that episode, he is trying to find a place to leave the kid. And then by the end of the episode, he's, he's like, like, no, this no, is no, my no. kid. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, I'm and responsible. And to speak to that, one of the, if, if I had to find a flaw with episode six, that would be the issue. Is that one? You're not really developing any character, yeah. Um, because uh, the only thing that you develop is a little bit of knowledge for the uh, for the viewer. Now we found out that Mando might be a little bit older than we originally thought. Yeah, that he's been doing this for a long time. But then it also kind of detracts from that because it's like he's been really, really good. He's been at the top of his game for a long time, but he still can't win fights pretty easily. <laughs> yeah, it's like still he's takes the best of the fight. best, but he can't beat like he can't win fights without like almost dying and so it kind of takes away from his martial prowess and then you also kind of put in like some characters that i thought were good characters that may not have been acted as well as they could have been I agree. like i don't think that it was to the detriment of the episode i don't think it took anything away but it definitely didn't add anything and like there were there's just some things that like the characters do the actors chose to do that I feel like made their characters a little bit less likable. And in and, and one way, that's kind of by design, because you're... Mm-hmm. I don't know how to describe it. Like, you're, you're not meant to like the, the characters. Right. Because they are supposed to be the villains of the episode. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, you have to start somewhere in trust with them in order to have that twist. Right? So if you want to have that twist... And it's hard to do that, I would I would assume. I've never actually written anything for TV, so I, I can't say this with certainty. But what I, what I would assume is that in a 40-something minute episode, 37, whatever, however long this one was, I didn't actually look. But in a 40-minute episode, it, it would be really difficult to develop for the first half of the episode this trust with these new characters and then twist that and for the second half of the episode uh, have them be the villains. And I think it was done pretty well. The issue is we never trusted them. Right. Like, yeah. like it was just kind of Mando was with them because he kind of had to be. Yeah, he needed a job. Yeah. You know? And so I, I think that could have been better. If if they would have been if they would have been played a little bit differently, I think we might have been able to trust them at the beginning of the episode. And then about halfway through you get the same twist. The exact same story happens. Mm-hmm. The exact same acting from about a quarter of the way into the episode out. But that first quarter of the episode, I feel like we really have to bond with those characters a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, that twist isn't quite as big. Basically, all you get with those characters before the twist is introduction, right? And then some banter. Yeah, and like, you get it. and you you find out that like Mando knew a few of them, yeah. and he doesn't know a few of them. And yeah, that's, that's really pretty it. much it. And then a little bit of a fight. Yeah, my, my favorite, or well, I guess I shouldn't say favorite. Um, the one thing in that episode, like one 
line of dialogue that I would change in that episode at the towards the beginning to help your point of like making those characters trustable was the the big bearded guy whose name I can't remember because I don't even it says it yeah, but he I've, says it but I don't remember it uh, the big bearded guy who's like in charge he at the beginning he says the Razor Crest is the only reason you're here and I'm like okay well. At that point, I kind of knew, like, well, they're going to betray him or they're going to try to kill him or something. Like, Like, at least he should at least be trying to hide that. Yeah. So what what I would have done in that case is that guy should have said to Mando, like, you were the only one for the job or something like that. And then as soon as Mando turns to walk away, he says to Bill Burr's character, look, we don't really need him. We just needed his ship. Yeah. He says something like that. And of course, you you write it in a a better line of dialogue than that. But you say it secretly mm-hmm. so that mando can feasibly trust him yeah but as an audience we know that he shouldn't mm-hmm. and so that sets it up for a really good anxious episode now we still got a really good anxious episode right so it's not like the writing was bad <laughs> the writing was still really yeah, the writing, good the writing was good and the the directing was really good and there's just yeah. like little things like that that i feel like could have added to it mm-hmm. and there's little things like that through the majority of the episode but What's really cool is I I still think that episode is so good and it kind of misses on a few of those things. Mm -hmm. So if it had hit those things, it would have like there would have been no comparison. Oh, yeah. It it was for me. It was the I mean, I said it. It's the gold standard right now for the Mandalorian. Right. Just because of like the action in it. Right. And the comedy like there's funny moments in it. There's, you know, tenderhearted moments with Baby Yoda. There's right. tense moments. There's with Baby Yoda. With Baby Yoda. <laughs> There's, I mean, it, it, it is, it's the gold standard for what we expected from this show. Yeah, and I don't want to sound like I'm saying the actors didn't do a good job because I think they did phenomenal. I think it was great, and and if I were directing it, it I would have changed a couple things. But yeah. that's the beauty of Star Wars is that. It doesn't matter what I think, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter what I think. I wasn't directing it, so right. whatever. But So um, since we broke down a little bit of episode six, let's talk about episode three uh, because episode three is my favorite episode. And I said it because of the um, the character development, but also I just I love the character it's of Cara Dune. Yeah, it's, it's just a really good episode. Like there's a lot happen. There's a lot that happens and yeah. it's all enjoyable to watch. Mm hmm. I said in our uh, Fandalorian episode on the Patreon page, which, shameless plug, uh, JRB Studios Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash JRB Studios, for the low price of $1, you can get exclusive content and early content. Anyway, um, (laughs) in the episode three Fandalorian. I can do it in my Clone Wars narrator voice. (laughs) Exclusive early content. That's pretty good, actually. Uh, So yeah, go check that out. Patreon.com. Skywalker. (laughs) Anakin Skywalker is not on the show. No, but it's not. Um, in the episode of the Fandalorian for Chapter Three, I said that. Um, well, now I lost my train of thought. You threw me off. You, you were saying that it was about character development was your, your your reason for liking it. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Uh, at the very beginning, like the very beginning of it, took me out of Star Wars completely. Because you're in the village watching the little girl play with the frog and fishing. Yeah, it feels it, weird. It, it feels weird because it's like watching it. And I said it in the Fandalorian. That's where I was going. I said it in the Fandalorian episode. 
it doesn't feel like Star Wars. Right. Like for but, the, I mean, and the then first it like five does minutes. pull you back into it. Yeah. But, it, but yeah, you're right. I, I never thought about it like that. The first it five minutes, it's like, okay, this isn't even Star Wars. It feels more like you're watching like a nature documentary. Yeah. And it's really, it's and it's really a cool, awesome. It's a really cool thing that, that happens there because uh, it, it's a different side of the galaxy that we mm-hmm. don't see. Like we, we've probably seen it in Clone Wars or... Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure we have seen it in Clone Wars. Probably. But it's not a thing that we've seen in the features or in anything live action yet. And seeing, like, just these peaceful people. That, that they are, don't even have any weapons. Right. They're just hanging out. Like, they're just living life. Mm-hmm. Right? And they're happy. And they're doing their jobs. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it's that immediate shift and... It's that immediate shift that then throws you back into Star Wars. And yeah. you're like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. No, this is actually uh, a, a thing that happens. Because we're so used to everything in Star Wars being Star Wars. Yeah. Right? Like, we're used to it being a war Laser swords and blasters and right. starships. And this is just a fishing village. Because, because I mean, let's be real. The, the story has always been about the conflict. Yeah. Right? The story... With the exception of a few episodes of, like, Clone Wars or maybe even Rebels. I don't remember any in Rebels that would have been like that, but it's possible. That, like, everything is always about the war. Mm-hmm. Everything is about fighting tyranny or or at least, like, freeing your people, right? Because there's always something going on like that. And then that was just a really nice slice of, no, the galaxy's not all horrible. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it's like... No, it is. ATST comes yeah. walking. In. It's just like that episode, that entire episode, even, you know, when Cara Dune and the Mando go to the village and kind of like, they don't militarize it, but they teach them how to fight and everything. Yeah, like, just like teach them how to fight back. That whole episode is just like, it's so like homey to me. Yeah. And like, it I just don't know, feels comfortable. It feels more like a Western yeah. than the rest. For sure. It just like that, that whole episode to me is just like, that's. That's my cup of tea, you know, like, yeah. like that's I, what I, love I that episode for that's sure. what I love. Uh, it, and part of it is, you know, possibly just because I'm from the South and I love the idea of like just a, you know, nice home cooked meal, a nice calm night, hanging out with your friends and family. Like, I just love that. Well, you think of it, it actually, I mean, it, it very, it very clearly, it like hits all of the Western tropes yeah. as well, because you've got the, the masked. Uh, hero you got the guy who comes in uh, out of nowhere rides into town right and there's a bunch of bank robbers that are hitting the village every now and then but the villagers are are all useless in combat and so they can't mm-hmm. fight back and so he teaches them how to defend themselves and they lay a trap and they draw the the bank robbers in and then they take them out and the village is freed and they're safe mm-hmm. and it's it's literally that like that's the entire episode laid out as a, as a western but it it works so well and it's so like it, like you said it just separates you from the galactic conflict that mm-hmm. even though it, this takes place between uh, 6 and 7 right it's barely after 6 what 5 5 years yeah i mean Four you see in years, the first two like episodes that. the empire is right. still it's around it's still technically there like th- there are still pockets of imperials yeah. that want to restore the empire and that, I mean, that's true even all the way up until seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a moment, I, I don't remember when, but there's a moment when like the majority of the remaining Imperials go to join the first order. But for the most part, they're all just kind of operating on their own for a while. Mm-hmm. 
I I don't know. I just think episode three to me is just the most it it has the most character development, which I love. It feels really homey and down to earth, and like it's just it feels warm, you know. Like it just feels comfortable. it feels real. Yeah, I just I love that, and that's not to take away from any of the other episode. My least favorite is episode five, uh, but we stated that already. My least favorite is episode five, just because of like not anything to do with the story of episode five or. The characters, because I thought the characters were good. Yeah, it just it moves the, slow. The pacing is slow. The pacing is what does it for me, is because it's like, you know, by the time the action picks up, you've got five minutes left in the episode. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> just, moves slow. But I mean, like I said earlier, if there's anybody that I trust to, yeah, it's Dave. open up a probably trilogy of episodes. It's Dave. It's it's Dave. Yeah, yeah. So um, that. Those are our favorite episodes. Nyx is six, minus three, uh, for different reasons, but for valid reasons. They're both great episodes. Um, overall, show is phenomenal. Just great. I love it. And so now we'll talk a little more big picture. Um, what out of this entire series has been your absolute favorite moment? Like a moment that either made you gasp or made you like, holy crap, or like just your favorite like heartwarming moment. Just hands down favorite moment of the series. Well, I mean the, I mean first off, it's it's always a really it's a obvious moment to say when the carriage opens and you see that there's a little baby in there mm-hmm. uh, that is supposed to be a fifty year old, right? And you're expecting anything but Yoda's species. You're expecting like Hondo because of the people outside. (laughs) You're expecting literally anything except for that kind of a species. And then, uh, and then when, when you finally see it, you're like, Oh wait, Oh, that is what a 50 year old would look like in that, in that species. And, uh, and so uh, that's an obvious one. I don't know if that's my favorite. I think so hard to choose because I honestly, I think my favorite, uh, moment so far isn't even like an overwhelming moment. I think my favorite moment so far is is literally just seeing Dave Filoni in an X in an X wing. <laughs> yeah, like, that's pretty good. I I just I love that guy. That guy is so good for Star Wars. He's he is, the best thing since George. He I mean, and George has said multiple times that he feels you know like Dave is his son. It's like it. He is just so passionate about Star Wars and loves it so much that. That he is very dedicated to making sure that we enjoy it mm-hmm. as much as he does. And to see him in universe is just great. And I hope that we get to find out. Because his character is named, I'm pretty sure, in the credits. I, I don't remember I don't remember this uh, 100% because we didn't watch the credits earlier. But uh, I want to say, as I, was watch- as I was looking through, I don't think the other two were named. But I think Dave Filoni was named. He'll probably be back. So I'm assuming Dave Filoni comes back as this X-wing pilot, and I I just I want that so bad because <laughs> cool, I yeah. I love that guy, and I just I love seeing him do things that he loves. Yeah, I I agree. That moment's really good. Uh, and I mentioned to you earlier when we saw it, and I didn't think of it when I watched last night because you had you had watched it earlier in the day and you had asked me if I had watched it. I was like, no, I'm waiting to watch it with Brittany and blah, blah, blah. And, and you had texted me and you were like, dude, it's so good. Dave Filoni cameo that doesn't give anything away, but there's a yeah. cameo from yeah. Dave Filoni. And I was like, okay, well the whole episode, the just entire episode, I was Filoni. just looking for Dave. Like I thought Dave was going to be the prisoner, right? Like they were going to be saving Dave Filoni. 
And then it gets to the end, and he's an nah, X-wing man. pilot. Dave, and I was Dave like, "Dave saves you." I was like, "Yes, Dave." <laughs> and then, uh, but I mentioned to you earlier when we saw it, when he first jumps out of hyperspace, and it cuts to that. Oh, front it looks cam, just like Porkins. He looks like Porkins, yeah. man. It literally like it, it looks, looks so just like, like Porkins. Porkins. Yeah. It's so funny, but that's not my favorite moment. It's up there because I, I, I don't think that it is like a lot of people's, and, and I and I understand why. It's not like a huge moment, right? Just for me, I, I love that guy so much. And it's he's good done to so see much him. for Star Wars that I love seeing him on screen. Yeah, because like you see him in his interviews and all that kind of stuff, and he's just you can visibly tell that he loves this so much. Yeah, it's it's just you know it's so nice to see him. Yeah doing what he loves um it gives us hope that we do what we love you know (laughs) Uh, what have they given us my favorite moment which i actually i was hoping it would come to me through while we were talking about this because i jotted down the outline of what we're doing when i wrote favorite moment i have no idea what my favorite moment is Uh, (laughs) there's a lot of good moments it's easy to go with like you know the baby yoda uses the force that's cool but you know, I don't think that's my favorite. It's, it's kind of expected. Yeah. Uh, there's also a good moment where, you know, he gets to the top of the sand crawler and all the Jawas shoot him. <laughs> like, that's a that's a funny oh, moment. It's this moment of triumph. Uh, and, <laughs> and then he gets shot. And, uh, so that's a good one. Um, there's, you know, the moment where he, um, well, in episode six, where he hands the ball to baby Yoda and it's like, I yeah, told you that was a bad ending, idea. Yeah. Uh, but I would have to say, as a father myself, my favorite moment of the entire series is the moment where uh, he saves baby Yoda and gets back on the razor crest and then he takes the ball off of the little uh, lever and just drops it down to him because at that moment he's like, because the whole episode up to that point, he's telling him, stop touching that. Don't touch that. Stop playing with that. Don't do that. And then at the end of it, you see him finally understand like, okay, here, here you can play. So, so that's in the sin Right, which is the second episode. Is it? I thought the sin was third and sanctuary was fourth. Uh, let me look it up real quick. Doesn't it doesn't matter? Well, whatever it is, it's in the sin that that happens because he gives up Baby Yoda and then mm-hmm. goes back and fights for him. I mean, that is a great moment as well. I love that moment because yeah, that is. I mean, that's that's the like him that... coming to terms with like, no, this is my child now. Yeah, like that's the moment that he realizes like. Okay, this he he's mine now, you know. Uh, okay, so let's see. So, what is episode one? Episode one is episode one called the child. Let's see here. Let me because find it's the, the child, the sin sanctuary. Chapter one. No, chapter one is just called chapter one. Then chapter two is called the child. Three is the sin. Four is sanctuary. So you were right. Sanctuary right. And then is five four. is uh, oh, I don't even and remember what five that's is called, the is gunslinger. It? The gunslinger. And yeah, then yeah. Six is the prisoner, the prisoner. And then seven and eight TBD. Right. Or yeah, TBD. Yeah, nothing yet on those. Um, but yeah, I, I I couldn't remember if the child was episode one or not. Uh, oh well. So either way, so actually your epi- yours my is episode favorite four, episode but is episode four. I mean, we, but we I knew the name by, of it. We called it by name anyway, yeah. so it didn't matter. I knew the name of it. It's sanctuary. But, um. But, but yeah, that's a, a fantastic moment. That's because, my favorite moment in the show because it's like that is the moment that he realizes he's responsible for this thing. Well, and that's a quintessential Star Wars moment too. I mean, you get stuff like that all the time in Star Wars where like the person could get away and then they're like, 
Oh yeah. man! And then they have to, you <laughs> like, know, they go back and yeah, and save the other like person. Han Solo in four. Exactly. He leaves and then comes back. You know, like Han Solo in, in five, and then in like in Han Solo <laughs> in six. And <laughs> this is this is Han, like know? Han Solo um, <laughs> in seven as well. <laughs> but I, I would say the only moment in the show that could rival that one for me, which is actually a comedic moment, is at the beginning of I I think it's episode five, the beginning of it, where Baby Yoda is pushing the buttons. And he like pushes a button, and Mandalorian's like pushes a button up he here, it off, and he's like yeah. stop that, and then he just stares at it, stares him, at him, and he just like, pushes the button while because he's that's like, exactly what your son is like. <laughs> yeah, that is hands down like, and then he picks him up and like puts him in his lap, and people have made the meme of like the Mandalorian holding the baby while he's flying is yep. like a gamer dad with a toddler. It's yep. like, that is so true yep. because every time I play PlayStation, my son wants to be right in my lap yep. and sitting with me while I'm playing. So it's just like. As a father, those two moments to me are, they're the most heartwarming. Yeah. I mean, just overall, the series has, it's been quintessential Star Wars and I, and I love that, but then it's also been different and like you, like with the sanctuary, we've also seen the softer side of Star Wars with that kind of stuff. And we've also, we've seen just like your typical Star Wars. By the way, this Wikipedia page. Has Dave Filoni's uh, character name? If What's you would his like character to know. name? Yeah, uh, Trapper Wolf. Trapper Wolf. Okay, I knew. I knew he had a name. I knew it. Does it? Does it give credits for the other two? It does. Uh, Deborah Chow is uh, Sash Ketter. Okay, so they are named as well. And then Rick. I can't pronounce this guy's last name. But yeah, he's another know. director. I don't know what, what his last name uh, is. Rick Famoywa. I that I probably just butchered that, but he's Iowa or something like that. He's a Jib Dodger. Jib Dodger. Yep. Okay. And, and those so, three. So what was were uh, the Dave Filoni's name? Dave Filoni's was Trapper Wolf. Trapper Wolf. Yeah. So interesting. Wolf. How's Wolf spelled? Just like the just the, regular the wolf. Yeah. W O L. Just like the animal. Yep. Okay. Never mind then. Yeah. I was going to make a point about how there was a clone pilot named Wolf. Uh, but it has an E at the end. Which fun fact: those three that played the um, that made the cameos, they directed episodes one, two, and three. Yep. Because Deborah Chow did three. Episode three, dude. Uh, okay, let's talk about episode three for a minute. The sin. A holy scene, freaking man. crap! Fight scene. The infiltration of yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. of that imperial facility. Oh, lab. Holy crap! Yeah, there that, were several moments in that that I was like, like. I, I literally fist bumped and I was like, yes, so excited. That's another uh, couple of scenes that, that we kind of were expecting mm-hmm. from the show. When, when we saw it, we were like, okay, this is the kind of stuff that's going to happen. Yeah. The dude's just like hardcore bad A, just going yeah. in wrecking shop, yeah. doing yeah. what he needs to do. Yeah, it's just, and then, I mean, we, then it, then it switched when it went to episode four, which was fine. I think it was yeah. a good switch because he's, he's trying to make sure this kid's safe. And then mm-hmm. you kind of have that, twist where oh the the kid's never going to be safe yeah uh, i'm gonna have to make it safe for him yeah and me you and matt kind of discussed that a little bit when he was here at thanksgiving was like that episode the end of sanctuary when he realizes that the bounty hunters have found him on this remote planet when he realizes that the end of sanctuary sets up for the mandalorian to and i think matt said it go from hunter to protector right he uh, because, well, that's what I said. I, I, the last time we, when we recorded in Lexington, um, I think what I said was they were very conscious 
choosing the word gunslinger, gunslinger. for him yep. instead of bounty hunter because they hyped it up like he's going to be this bounty hunter. And then uh, in the very first episode, he decides, I'm not going to be a bounty hunter. <laughs> yep. And uh, from then on out, now he's he's a gunslinger. Like, he is the Boba Fett type character, mm-hmm. right? But he is uh, not going to be a bounty hunter anymore. His his role has shifted, like you said, from from hunter to now protector. Yeah. That he, his, his life is now about saving this child's life yeah Yeah. so good man all right so the last thing that we'll do just quickly because i think we're approaching 40 minutes um i believe we're probably getting close speculation so real quickly um (laughs) see this wikipedia wikipedia this this wikipedia page page, this wikipedia Wikipedia page page only has eight episodes on the chart are there only eight episodes uh, in season, season one, one i believe is only eight episodes okay cool so taika watiti is directing episode eight and deborah chow is directing episode seven Ooh, nice so i'm um, excited for episode seven now i'm excited i mean for i was already both i was already <laughs> excited for it but let's be real i loved deborah chow's episode so. yeah deborah chow did great and taika watiti's awesome. he's just great so i mean i i'm excited to see what he does as well so let's talk a little bit about um what could possibly uh, why we're happen. on episode seven on a Wednesday? Yeah, because it's freaking Rise of Skywalker week, bro. Yeah, you uh, want to know why? Because <laughs> they said it's a spoiler or it's a connection in some way. Yeah, so Nick actually brought this up when he got to my house earlier, uh, and I was only like half paying attention, but I was paying attention. The reason I was only half paying attention is because I was in the middle of the game of 2K when he showed yep. up, yep, yep, and yep, so yep, yep, I was. Yep, yep, yep playing 2k and nick was talking about star wars and i was like half listening to the conversation so um nick brought up that people have been speculating and with good reason but you know it's possible that it's literally has nothing to do with anything correct but it could literally just be released on Wednesday because Rise of Skywalker is right, on Friday. But people right. are like, well, they're releasing early because there's now, maybe I don't something remember, connects. I don't remember where I saw it, but I, I did see it from a site that I I tend to believe. I don't remember what site it was. but Was it BuzzFeed? Because if it's no, BuzzFeed, I'm going to punch you in no, the face. <laughs> I, I did see it. I cannot remember what it was now off the top of my head. But I, I can remember when I read it, I was like, I don't know that this is true, but I would... I would, I give credit, I give a little bit of credibility to it because of where I was reading it from. And I, like I said, I don't remember where that was. I'll try and remember it and I'll like tweet it out at you or something like that. But, um, or I'll try and find it. But the thought was that they wanted, they were pushing this to Wednesday because there was something in this episode that they wanted to be seen before Rise of Skywalker. Makes sense. Now... Who knows if that's true, but what what I was talking about when I came over was what's interesting is, again, this may not be, all of this could be false, and I'm 100% okay with being, being 100% wrong, okay? <laughs> I want to make that clear first. However, in the novel uh, Resistance Reborn, they they go to Ryloth, and that's where the Resistance kind of lays low for a bit. Then the First Order shows up at Ryloth, because that's what the First Order does, is they show up wherever the Resistance is. Sure. The battle ensues, right? Uh, it it leads you to believe they're leaving Ryloth and having to find somewhere else, right? The end of the book. 
However, to my recollection, I don't remember if they leave or if they're just like preparing to leave, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe they did leave and I'm just remembering that wrong. But what's cool in my mind is that Ryloth is a planet that has forests on one side and a desert on the other side. In the trailer, we've seen Ray training in the forest. And We've also desert. seen the Thai Whisper that Kylo is flying go from desert to grass. That would fit the motif of Ryloth mm-hmm. if they were to be on Ryloth still. I don't know if it is. What's really cool is that the Blurg that Mando rides in the second episode. That's the first no, it's one. the first episode. You're first right. One, yeah. So in chapter one... Mando rides a Blurg to go find the child. The Blurg is a native creature to Ryloth. So, where my brain immediately went was, maybe this old guy, Nick I Nolte. have spoken. Nick Nolte's character, whose name I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know. His, I, don't, uh, I have spoken. Nick Nolte plays the character. I have spoken. Anyway, um... So, if I have spoken, guy, is in the next episode, then to me, it could mean that he has some sort of a tie into Rise of Skywalker. It's possible. Now, obviously, that could all be hogwash. (laughs) And maybe it is. And if it is, that's awesome. And that's great. Because it's cool to have all of these ability that have all of the the ability to have all of these different answers that can also be meaningless. I think that's important. That's why I love reading all of the different theories and why I like like watching everything about it and then creating my own theories and then going into it with an open mind of saying, now let's see what actually happened. Right? Because if it lines up with some of those things, that's cool. If it didn't, that's even cooler. Because that just means there's so many possibilities of things that could happen in the freaking universe. It's true. So I don't have really anything to add to this because, like I said, I was half paying attention to <laughs> to Nick's and, theory when he got here. And well, I, and I paid attention said, this time. But, like, I, I just, you know. We said, like, this is this is the smallest of straws to grasp that, right? <laughs> yeah, it literally and, is. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so cool to think about. And, and I, like I said, I don't know in any way. Because it's very easy to move an animal to a different planet. Yeah, we've right? seen it done. <laughs> However, it is also very possible that the planet that I have spoken man is on <laughs> is Ryloth. That he's in the desert uh, side. He's on the desert side of Ryloth. I think that would be really cool if he is, because it could also mean uh, bringing Twi'leks back into it here. Twi'leks are from Ryloth, right? That's another tie into Ryloth. The other tie-in to Ryloth is that if they have left at the end of uh, Resistance Reborn, then the First Order is in control of Ryloth, right? Well, the Twi'lek leader of the, uh, what do they call it? The Ryloth, basically the Ryloth National Guard. (laughs) I don't remember what they, uh, uh, defense, yeah, the RDA, the Ryloth defense Something. 
anyway, the, they are the the leader of them goes with the resistance at the end of the book, and so maybe it's his character. Maybe we are on Ryloth there, or we go to Ryloth, and we meet him. That'd be cool. And then his character is in Rise of Skywalker. Maybe it's something like that, where it's not necessarily a direct, like, correlation with it. Maybe we just meet his character, and then in Rise of Skywalker, he's a part of the Resistance, or right. something like that. Right. But I, I just, I think, because I don't, I wouldn't push the release date to Wednesday unless there was something that I wanted people to see. Because in my mind, in my marketing mind, right, releasing it on Friday again doesn't necessarily hurt it. Because if people are going to watch it on Wednesday, they're going to watch it on Friday regardless. Yeah, I mean... Because you're not paying extra for it. Yeah, people who are watching it are going to watch it whenever you drop it. And you're not losing possible movie tickets. Yeah. Because it's something they can stream anytime, so... They could go to the movie on Friday night again. Like if they went, uh, like if they do like I do, and go Thursday night and watch it, they can still go Friday night, like I will, mm-hmm. and then still watch The Mandalorian after, like I will. Right. Which, by the way, uh, I'm going to ask you in front of God and everybody, you going to pay for my ticket Friday night? I already have. <laughs> Man, you the best. I got Thursday night's ticket free, and I'm also getting Friday night's <laughs> ticket free. So yeah, I already bought them. Bueno. I already bought Fridays. All right, guys. Well, that is going to wrap up with some wild speculation. Not for you, though. Well, that's fine. You're going to go like 17 times. And at the moment, uh, my financial situation is making me go twice. And then a third time when Matt gets here the following week for free. So I'll see it three times in theaters. Yeah. That's probably Uh, it. You say your financial situation. You're not the one that's got to pay for everybody to go to (laughs) Galaxy's Edge. (laughs) That's true. Uh, which, by the way, guys, hopefully next September... Send some money towards Patreon. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you can PayPal us. <laughs> uh, we also accept Venmo. Oh, um, PayPal, Venmo, Oof. Patreon. However you, would, the microphone. however you would like to fund our trip to Galaxy's Edge. Uh, but no, for real. We gonna build some lightsabers. For real. Um, hopefully next September, the Nerdcast family, um, not like the Nerdcast crew, like Sean and Tanner and all of us, but the Nerdcast family. Our biological families. Um, will be going to Galaxy's Edge in Florida next fall. Yeah, fall, winter. I mean, we haven't set a date for it yet, but. So, um, if you, you know, if you're feeling generous and you want to donate to that, you can, uh, just. Send us an email at contact.jrbstudios at gmail.com and we'll work something out where you can PayPal us or you can become a patron. Or it would be whatever. very much appreciated. Um, not required, but appreciated. Correct. The content will flow regardless. <laughs> yeah, content's going to keep flowing. So, uh, But when we go, um, if we go and when we go, uh, we will have lots of Instagram stories, lots of, we'll have probably a YouTube video me and Nick will work on while we're there and Matt. Oh, I mean, I, we're there. I doubt that I will turn the camera off. Yeah. While we'll, I'm there. we'll have a lot of content that comes out of that weekend. I'm going to be like a there, kid so. in a candy shop. Uh, so look forward to that guys. Um, check out if you have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, you can find us at JRB studios on all three of those. Just type that in your search bar and we'll pop up. Um, we have Facebook and Instagram posts roughly three times a day during the week on the weekends. It's kind of sparse, but during the week, three posts a day, 
And on Twitter, it's just kind of hit and miss because most of the time on Twitter, I just get on and reply to a bunch of people's tweets and tweet yep. random things. So that's what Twitter's <laughs> for, right? Uh, but Instagram and Facebook, we have three consistent posts a day, uh, some encouraging posts, some funny posts, uh, and then some just random posts of shenanigans. Um, you can check out Nick's Instagram and Twitter. Uh, it's just at Nick Brown, isn't it? My Instagram is nick brown r underscore yeah it's weird i'll link it yeah. uh and, and then, then his twitter, twitter is, is like og frenzy frenzy ix yeah, yeah so i'll link both of those you can check those out he's always tweeting i, I tweet star wars so much stuff. star wars stuff uh his instagram he doesn't post as often but when he does it's when i do it's star good. wars <laughs> so, uh and hey guys um i know that rise of skywalker comes out in like five days uh but we are doing on our Instagram and Facebook a countdown to Rise of Skywalker where we're going through 30 days to Rise of Skywalker, posting something every single day uh, based off of this chart that we found. Mm-hmm. And I think we're on day 25 tomorrow will be day 25. Yeah. Uh, and Nick comments on everything and pisses me off. But whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just some of his comments. All right, kid, don't like, get cocky. <laughs> like most of his posts are like jokes about Greedo because I made a joke about not liking Greedo. He's like, I don't like Greedo. And I was like, what? Challenge accepted. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so you can chime McClunky. in, you can chime into all that. McClunky, solo. <laughs> so, uh, but guys, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at JRB studios, uh, patreon.com forward slash JRB studios. Nick, before you make some stupid comment, let me finish this outro. <laughs> He's looking at me funny. So, um, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, <laughs> You're all clear, kid. Let's blow this thing and go home. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye.